the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber. Welcome to the Holding Ball podcast, a special episode for this week with uh, a special guest. Yes, indeed. Uh, our third guest with a, a WA flavour, mm. um, bringing the good stuff here. And uh, yeah, it's a really a guest that's probably going to be in pretty good spirits, I would have thought. His team's going pretty well. Yeah, his team's going very well. We talk about uh, Richmond and uh, the player Nathan Broad. Yes, so... Having a good year, strung some uh, good footy together this season, and uh, I think he's played 17 games so far this year, so going really well. Mm, and his tigers are flying, so we'll talk to him a little bit about that. But uh, before we do, we'll just chuck out the handles. So we'd love you to to uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, the Hold, hold yep. holding the ball podcast, <laughs> and on Twitter at Hold Ball Pod, and flick us an email as well. Yes, holding the ball podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to uh, to get you involved. There'll be various uh, things you can comment on and we'll we'll bring them up in our various episodes. So we'll get into it, shall we? Yeah. Uh, after this uh, short break, we'll talk to Nathan Broad from the Richmond Footy Club. The Holding the Ball Podcast. Welcome uh, to the Holding the Ball Podcast. Here we have a special, uh, special guest uh, up again, and uh, we welcome another quality WA footballer, Richmond's Nathan Broad. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, boys. Thanks for having me on. No, pleasure. And your boys uh, flying at the moment, so you must be feeling good about things. Yeah, we're finally, um, after a bit of a flat patch there for a bit with injuries and form, we're um, yeah, starting to hit our straps at a good time of the year, so... Hopefully, there we go. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll we'll crack on about uh, current Richmond stuff a little bit later. Um, just uh, want to delve back to your juniors, if that's all right. Yeah, yep. So I heard you're a bit of a country boy. So you grew up, is it like Bindoon sort of area? Yeah, yeah, Bindoon on a farm there, about fourteen acres. Yep. So how did that did that impact your your footy in any way down there? Did you play country footy as a young fella? Uh, yeah, I played for um, the Chittering Broncos, which were based in Muche, um, for most of my juniors. And then um, they stopped juniors at about under-14s, I think. Um, so I had to move to Upper Swan Junior Footy Club at about under-14s. Um, so I continued on playing there um, to under-17s and that. And then um, I went back to Bullsbrook Seniors because I didn't get a um, cult gig early days. Um, offer. So, yeah, I was just going to play senior footy at Bullsbrook. Um, and then, yeah, um, after missing one cold year, was asked to come down and try it again after um, getting cut the previous year. And, um, yeah, stuck at Swan Districts from then on. Yeah, so those, for those who don't know who are listening, so am I right in saying that Bullsbrook and some of the places we've mentioned is about 45 minutes to an hour north of Perth? Would that be about right? North yeah, east. correct. Yeah, go so through the Swan Valley and then uh, yeah. yeah, about forty minutes north of Perth. Nice part of the world. Mm. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. So uh, I heard that you got cut initially from fourteens and fifteens development squad. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that was for Swan District. Um, got cut and then came back the following year. Got cut again. So um, <laughs> didn't have a crack for a couple of years. Um, just yeah, went back to the country and. Played a bit of footy there with the with the bigger boys because um, they obviously juniors run out. So once you get about sixteen, you got to play with the with the older boys. So it was probably good for my development. 
Yeah. So what? Uh, so you spent a bit of time at Swans after you, you know, after you finally obviously cracked it and you played, you pretty much played all grades there. You played Colts, Resies and Seniors, didn't you, across a few years? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, played a fair bit of Resies footy um, and then, yeah, played a few league games towards the end, which is nice. Yeah, and I believe that you uh, got selected for the state 18s, but didn't get to pull pull the jumper on. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, back in the day, it used to be uh, exactly like that. You, the best 22 played. Um, unlike now, I think if you're in the squad, everyone gets a game. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the emergency for one, but yeah, never managed to pull the jersey on. So how was that experience? Was it a, a good experience or? Uh, yeah, it was, it was obviously a great experience. Obviously, had some gun football players around me like Omir and Cornelio and uh, Tom Mitchell and all that. But um, yeah, to not be able to pull the jersey on was pretty pretty shit at the time. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good experience still. Yes, we've had Steve on and, and certainly talked about uh, the quality that was in that in that side, and it looked like a pretty formidable side with a lot of current AFL players. Mm. Yeah, it was like a little. Super team, really. So to miss out um, probably wasn't a bad thing. At least it wasn't a bad team that was missing out. <laughs> yeah. And and even till you got drafted. So you got taken pick 67 in the 2015 draft as a 22-year-old, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, correct. So it seemed like things clicked like a bit later a bit for bit you. Later, yeah. yeah. So what do you think changed? Like you, you seem to struggle to – you're on the cusp as a, as a teenager. Um, it, it, took, it seemed to take you a little bit longer. Yeah, I probably just uh, I probably just gave up the, the dream a bit of AFL footy and really just um, thought stuff that I'll I'll play waffle footy with all my best mates because I had both my best mates playing um, at the club and I just thought try and get my name on a locker down at the Swan District Footy Club. Um, so I probably just put that stress off my shoulders. Probably um, went back to enjoying footy and just playing, and then um, yeah, managed to string um, every game that season in. Um, on the year I got drafted. Was there a lot of pressure on you? Like, was there ever a, an expectation or hope that you'd get drafted before that? Uh, when I was 18, I had a um, few interviews at AFL clubs um, and thought I was a decent chance to go in the rookie. Um, yeah, nothing eventuated. And then, obviously, after Colts, you go to Resies. Yeah. Um, yeah and I got stuck in the Resies for a while there. We had a pretty good um, league team. Um, and that, so yeah, I was stuck in the resi for a while. It's a bit hard to get drafted from the twos. Yeah, yeah. No one really, no one really comes and watches the twos. But um, yeah, luckily, 2015, I managed to string together uh, every game, which was nice. Oh, brilliant! So, so you've had a good year at Swans, um, and you ended up getting taken pick 67, uh, which I'm pretty sure was the fourth last pick in the draft. Uh, for uh, those name keeping out there, I think Wiley Buzzer came after you, and I think Hartley at Essendon. Um, yeah, that's correct. As as the numbers got higher and higher, did you think perhaps the dream had passed you again? Uh, well, I wasn't expecting to go in the national at all. Okay. I was, um, thought if if anything could it be the rookie, um, and I was kind of told by a couple of clubs that it would be the rookie. Um, so I just um, went down to the casino with the family because uh, my parents were split and. Um, just watched it with um, see what was going on, and we actually walked out of the room um, to head home. And um, Men and Gold, or I think it was, was before me. Okay. Um, and we've done a lot of combines together and missed a lot of drafts together. So um, it was good to see his name come up and just turned around and had a look. And then 
continued to walk and um, yeah, heard my name. So it was uh, pretty unbelievable um, to have everyone there. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting the national at all. Oh, so you had no idea the Tigers? No, not at all. I, I actually um, got stuck in Bali with the volcano. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I couldn't get back and I didn't have my phone on me. Um, when I got back, I had a fair few calls from this number and called it back and um, he said, yeah, g'day, mate, Francis Jackson from Richmond Footy Club here. We're actually, we're leaving. If you want to try and get a meeting in with us before we head back to Melbourne, that'd be great. And, um, yeah, I left there not feeling confident they were going to draft me, but, um, yeah, amazing what, what happened. And so you ended up playing your first game in uh, 2016 at the MCG. I think you were named as an emergency that game and came in uh, late to play. What are you sort of memories of that first game? Uh, yeah, I came in. I was actually a bit late to the game because I was preparing for VFL and there was a real late um, change. And um, yeah, I just remember walking across from Punt Road because um, we're very lucky to be right next to it and um, looking at the gene, just thinking how amazing it was and how um, grateful I was for the opportunity. And then obviously run out and get the win. Um, yeah, the thing I'll never forget. And so you played a couple of games that year, but uh, ultimately. 2017 was the the big year. You sort of had a bit of an early injury, I think, and then came into the side late and uh, stayed in the side until the uh, to the final dance. So, um, how was how was that one? Yeah, it was a, another roller coaster year. Did my shoulder um, three days before round one, <laughs> so it was another nice little setback. But then, yeah, managed to come back and. Um, made a spot in the team and um, yeah pretty crazy from then on I think it was about round 17 all the way through to the granny Yeah, um, the team didn't change um, yeah and then obviously the granny um, yeah obviously the best day of my life bit of a bit of a blur but it was great and so it ended up being, I think, your 12th career game that was the grand final. That's uh, pretty special. A lot of players out there don't get actually get to play in a grand final, so uh, that's pretty amazing to ch- check that off the bucket list early. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, um, I think Jack Graham had about five or six games, I think. So, um, yeah, you get these poor blokes who play 300 to, to get one and we get it that early. But, um, yeah, it's something that I look back on probably after my career and realise how lucky I was and, um, yeah, didn't take it for granted. And then, I guess, some more recent highlights. You kicked your first goal over here at Optus Stadium this year, I think, against my mob, the Dockers. Uh, uh, look, like you also did some ruck work in that game because I think Nank went down uh, partway through that game. So uh, how was that? How was kicking your first goal? Yeah, it was good, actually. The week before, um, with about a minute to go, I dropped the chest mark about 40 out directly in front. <laughs> Um, and it was a stoppage and the siren went and then um, the next week was obviously back at home and had all my mates there and family and um, managed to get it so I think it was meant to happen the old chop chesty <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good to kick the first goal in front of all, all the boys and that and you you're uh, you're sitting up forward so was that was that planned or were you just uh, having a breather up in the forward line yeah so obviously I think Nank went down as you said um, and he plays that rest forward role so they just said I was going to pretty much play exactly Nank's role, Ruck, and then um, just rest up forward. So I had no idea what I was doing down there. <laughs> Never played there in my life. But, um, yeah, just winged it and managed to get on the end of one. So uh, any future aspirations to uh, play some more time in the Ruck? Oh, <laughs> not any time soon, no. 
No, I'll leave what it up it? to the big boys. Sean Grigg was the expert, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Paul <laughs> Bugger might have shortened his career, I think. <laughs> uh, mate, if we can just dive away from footy for a moment. Uh, I've heard a few things that uh, some of our listeners may not be aware. So apparently you have a dog called Charlie. Yeah, little Frenchie. Little Frenchie and uh, uh, good. I nice. got a Frenchie too. There you go. Um, I've affinity with that name because I've got an eight-week-old son who's called Charlie. So good name. Uh, <laughs> know, yeah. And I hear recently, very recently, there may have been a situation uh, with an Uber dri- Uber Eats driver. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Last last <laughs> week, I um, got Uber Eats delivered, and um, yeah, Charlie was at the front door, and the poor fellow opened the door, and. Um, Charlie wanted the food he had. He didn't bark or anything, but it just went at him, went at him a bit quick. <laughs> and um, the poor Indian fellow was yelling, help, please help. And um, <laughs> yeah, I was no hope. Un- help, unfortunately. I found it very funny and um, just continued to laugh at him. And then after that, thinking back when I felt pretty bad for the poor bloke. He was in distress. <laughs> so possibly not a five-star rating that day? <laughs> yeah, I think I might have got a... Um, Bit of dent in my Uber rating, but <laughs> gave him the five stars to pull up. And what is uh, what is the meal of choice on Uber Eats, mate? Oh, I go Thai normally. Thai um, before a game, I go a Thai, yeah, Thai yellow curry. Oh, very nice. good. No, I like it. Um, I believe uh, you are also you don't mind your horse racing, is that right? Yeah, no, I don't mind the horse racing. Um, mainly with the boys back home, back in Perth. Um, we actually just all bought our own our first horse um, as a group. Uh, about two months ago now, so it's good. It keeps me um, connected with the boys back home. We've got something to talk about, and hopefully soon we've got something to watch. So I believe that uh, you've you've questioned at times the existence of this horse and may have referred to it as a unicorn. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I've um, one of our mates. It took him about nine months to find it, <laughs> and then he said he finally found one. And then um, we've never seen it run. You know, we've all been trained. We've never allowed to go see it. So <laughs> I just started to question. Question is, I think you might have taken our money. We've just bought into a horse that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully uh, we can we can see it out on the track uh, soon. Um, I've also heard you don't mind a bit of golf. Yeah, no, it's um, oh, in Perth it wasn't a massive thing, but over here a few of the boys are pretty big on it, and yeah, I've just um, grown to love it, and probably a bit too much. Sometimes the boys tend to say that footy gets in the way of my golf career, but. <laughs> I'm not that I'm not that great at it to be honest, but um, oh, I just love it. It's something outside of footy that gets me away, and I'm not thinking about footy. I've heard you uh, you tee off with a nine though, which is a bit questionable. <laughs> You've got a very good sport. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, I'm not too great on the old driver, and um, fair bit of spice gets involved, so I just stick to the two iron. Couple on the highway, perhaps. <laughs> oh yeah, a bit, a bit dangerous uh, the driver, so I just stick to me two iron. Trust you, two iron. Uh, Beautiful. Um, now, oh, firstly, I mean, who are the who are the uh, great golfers at Richmond? Are they, are they, are they you mainly go out with your teammates or? Yeah, yeah, I mainly play with um, Jack Graham, Liam Baker, and good because we're all off about eighteen, which is good. But um, Jack Rewalt's off about one point nine these days. Um, wow, so he'd yeah. let everyone know about it, surely. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he doesn't. Bit of strutting. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So um, yeah, he's a gun golfer, but. We don't have too many golfers at the club, so there's about maybe six of us, but um, there's three of us that play quite regularly together, which is good. 
And lastly, mate, on the non-footy stuff, and uh, I've heard you've been referred to once or twice as Grizzly Adams. What's that all about? <laughs> uh, I probably all the way up until this year, probably I struggled to grow a beard. But um, when I was younger, I'd persist with it. So you get the bit of hairs coming everywhere out of the face, and um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's off a movie. Um, Grizzly Adams has a beard. And then they say, Grizzly Adams does have a beard. So, yeah, that's uh, Happy um, Gilmore, yeah. I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Happy Gilmore, yeah. So um, I got referred to as Grizzly Adams for a bit there, but um, <laughs> the beard's starting to come good. All right, so it's <laughs> something we're, we're sticking with. We're not giving it up just yet. No, no, it's been 26 years now, 26 years, so I'm not giving up on it. <laughs> Very good. All right, and back on to the, uh, the footy club. Richmond going really well at the moment. Fourth now, five games in a row, I think. And uh, Dimmer mentioned, I think, after the bye that uh, the season starts now and it sort of um, seems to have uh, rung true, I think, with you guys. You just turned it around since the bye. Guys are coming back. Yeah, guys are coming back from injury. Um, Twin Towers are down forward, are looking really good. What's been the uh, the change there? Um, yeah, obviously... Prior to the bye, we're in a bit of a bad way with injuries and that. And Jimmer stayed strong the whole time and just saying, look, our best is to come. The season starts after the bye. We've just got to hang tough and win games along the way. Um, and then our season starts after the bye. And, yeah, that's what's happened, which is luckily we've got a few blokes back. Um, like you said, the Twin Towers um, with Jack back, um, they're probably still not, even though Lynch kicked five on the weekend, they're probably still not at their best at the moment. Um, a few more games then going together and you should see Jack really start to um, get back to his best. But yeah, I think this, um, our VFL program too, I think we're, finished, we're sitting first on the ladder at the moment. Um, so it always helps having that pressure from beneath, but also um, have that winning culture. So the club's a great place to be at the moment. Both yeah. teams are winning and um, everyone's up and about. So hopefully we can just continue on and see what happens. Yeah, I think there's been a bit of talk about pressure for spots at Richmond. You know, I think you lost a couple of fringe players um, recently in the last couple of seasons and also talk, I think, uh, last season of players taking pay cuts to sort of stick around and help other guys stay in the team and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. We obviously lost a few few good troops with Lloydie and Miles in, Corey Ellis and that, um, and Conker, but I think it's uh, it just shows a good sign of where the club's at, that other clubs want our players and they want richer men into their culture so they can learn off them. So we see that as a, as a positive thing. But the blokes who brought in our first years and that, um, it's amazing how quick they learn, like Sydney Stacks, for example. Um, so, yeah, we're obviously in a good position again and um, hopefully we can see how we go. Yeah, you got a few good WA boys in there, Stack, uh, Bolton, uh, kicking a few goals. Rance, yeah. WA boy. Yeah, Rance, yeah, Macintosh, myself. Um, yeah, we got a few down there, which is good. There's been, the talk, WA boys there's been talk, and I did mention this in an earlier episode, that if WA had a state of origin team right now, it'd be pretty bloody good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we actually spoke about this the other day. With the, I think we've mentioned of trying to bring it back. <coughs> uh, we just put a team together, mucking around, and um, yeah, I reckon the WA team would go all right. I reckon they'd hold their own. Is there, do the players, are the players keen on it, or is it not really something that. I mean, I guess the main worry for the clubs who pay you at the end of the day is that injuries. you get injured. Yeah. But what's the feeling amongst the players? Um, I think it'd be all right. Um, 
it'd just be it'd be hard to get to lure the big fish in. I think, um, like with AFLX, trying to get um, the big names because that's what people want to see. Um, yeah, I think the the boys are pretty keen on it. That'd be something they'd look into. Maybe potentially at the end of the season, not leading into a season. Um, but yeah, it'd be something that the boys would be keen on. I reckon. Okay, so the end of the season. Now, mate, I believe uh, you might have your 50th game not too far around the corner. Yeah, I actually, um, I didn't know it was coming up until mum rang me and she said she's coming over for my 50th. So um, <laughs> it'll be against West Coast and, um, yeah, it should be good. Big game, that one. Mm. Yeah, it will be a massive game. It'll um, yeah, it'll probably decide whether we finish um, third or second or so. So hopefully we can... Um, get ourselves in a position where we don't have to leave the G every night. Yeah. Yeah, well, I noticed that uh, Richmond have got a pretty good run of games uh, all at the MCG. I guess you want to finish probably top two so you don't have to leave the state for the rest of the uh, season. Yeah, well, obviously got the last seven games um, somehow at the MCG, which uh, we're not complaining about. But, yeah, like I said, if we can somehow managed to get a final at the G2 and um, we don't have to leave. Um, it'd, be real, it'd be a good position for us. Excellent. And uh, you mentioned before about uh, your mum coming over for your 50th. Just curious, I mean, obviously, uh, a West Aussie living away from home, how, did, how do you cope with that? How does, particularly when you get injured and, you know, various bits and pieces happen, how, how is being a footballer living interstate? Um, oh, it's probably easy for someone like myself because, um, obviously missed so many drafts and um, had to work as a plumber uh, in between that period. So I've had to, I guess you could say, work in the real world um, and I've had the AFL life too. So um, I know how good I've got it because I've had to, had to be a plumber and have the early start. So it's a bit easier for me, but yeah, um, I can definitely see how an 18-year-old straight from school um, get the phone call and get brought over. It can be tough, but... Um, yeah, hopefully we get the boys get around and give them a bit of love and make them stay. And who are the biggest influences for you on your on your footy? Um, Greg Harding was always good to me, um, the Swan District coach. Um, he was real good to me um, back waffle days and obviously getting me drafted and that and um, showing faith in me. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm, now I'm at Richmond, um, probably Alex Rance, that's been a backman, has given me um, a fair bit. I've heard you're a pretty tight group down there, the defence. Yeah, no, we're a very tight group. We're um, a very stingy group. Um, even at training, we don't like to let the mids or forwards um, get one on us with anything. So, um, yeah, no, we're real tight down there. But, yeah, I'd probably say Rancy and Ben Rutten, he's, off, he's at Essendon now as a coach, but um, he was a great coach and taught me different ways to defend and you know, probably took my game to another level um, last year and the year before. So how's it been without Rancy this year? Like, um, you know, it, it's constantly brought up in the media. But, gee, I heard Dylan Grimes referred to as Grime Stoppers the other night, like he's playing that well. Um, yeah, how, how has it been this year, obviously, with a bit of a different look down there? Um, yeah, it was obviously a very big shock at the start. And everyone got a bit worried, like, how are we going to cope with that? Because probably a once-in-a-generation type player. But um, Dylan Grimes is just taking the role with both hands and um, – yeah, like no disrespect to Rance. We'd love having him out there, but um, we're probably um, not struggling as much as what we saw without him. Dylan Grimes has really made that role his own while he's out, and um, we've had other blokes come in to, to fill Grimes' role um, from, from the VFL up. So, yeah, we're pretty happy where we're at at the moment, and we've got some um, real good defence 
defensive players in the VFL are pushing for spots. Yeah, bloody oath, you got a real good uh, team balance there with the sounds of it. Just uh, a couple more, mate. Just um, obviously leading up to your 50th game, uh, it's taken you a while to get there. I think, what are you, about 26 now? Um, You didn't obviously have everything for your own way. What advice would you have for young kids starting out who may, you know, have the disappointment of missing their draft year and have have setbacks? What what sort of advice would you have for, for players like that? Oh, you just got it's easy to say now because I've come out the good end of it, but you just got to enjoy it and um, really enjoy having your mates around and the um, team environment. Um, and yeah, you got to step back, it's going to happen to everyone along the way, but um, yeah, just don't give up on it, don't give up on the dream, especially these days. Um, probably the year I got drafted, then they really started to um, promote um, mature ages, and now we also have the mid season draft, which blokes like Marlon Pickett come to us at I think he's 28 so um, yeah clubs are getting more and more keen on the mature age picks so enjoy your footy and yeah hopefully we can get some more boys from WA drafted. Yeah I think that's the the mid-season drafts here to stay that's for sure. Yeah no definitely it's a great concept and um, I think we've seen four or maybe five of them um, already play so it shows it works. So the D's um, obviously you know a lot have been spoken about with them uh, how do you approach a game like that against uh, Melbourne on Saturday night? Um, well, it's, it's, they're obviously second last on the ladder, but um, they're playing a lot better than that. I think they're second for inside 50s in the comp. Um, so, yeah, they're just losing that connection between their inside 50 stuff at the moment with finishing goals. So, um, yeah, they're one we can't take lightly, that's for sure. And um, it's always a good battle between us and Melbourne, so it should be a cracker on Saturday night. Brilliant. Oh, we look forward to that and we look forward to uh, seeing you play your 50th game uh, later on in the year and maybe some uh, more success to come finals time. Beautiful. No, it should be good. Thanks for having me on. No, brilliant, mate. We really appreciate your time and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. Thanks, Nathan Broad. All right. Thank you. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. Nathan Broad, big thanks to him for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, Richmond fans, hope you uh, got around that one and enjoyed uh, a real... Is it up and comer? He's twenty six, but he's yeah, but he's only played for what's forty seven or so yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. so uh, still got a long way to go in his career. Be uh, all right for him, uh, certainly. So if he if they do win a flag this year, fifty five yeah. games or so and two flags. Yeah, I'd be happy to see him win. No, one of seven teams. I'd be happy to see win. <laughs> yeah, right. Just settle down. There. So uh, you've got some stats there you wanted to oh, uh, shout out. Love me stats. Love me stats, and I love everyone that's listening around the place. So thank you very much. So listeners, over the last week in U- the US, China, Spain, Malaysia, and Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah, I, know. I don't know if okay. that's our first listener in Slovakia, and obviously all around Australia. So around Australia in uh, Belkata. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, nice locality of Felcata, Melbourne, Brisbane, Coogee. That'll listener in Richmond. So hopefully we have a few more listeners in Richmond next week. Australind. Oh yeah, yeah, down south. Yeah, Bunbury, Mandras, all the usual hotspots. So wherever you are listening, thanks for tuning in. And uh, so we've loved bringing players to you. So obviously that's the third after Marcus Adams and Stephen Canelio. And if you haven't heard those, go back and have a listen. Yeah, they were really good actually. Excellent. So Nathan Broad. The Tigers. Huge. Thanks for listening. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.